Are you ready to step beyond your sexual walls? We're here to talk about anything you want. This is the Sisters of Sexuality show featuring Taylor Sparks and Parish Michelle Blair. We have so much to talk about today, so let's just get things started. Here are your hosts, Taylor and Parish. Good evening, sexy people. Taylor Sparks here along with my co-host, Paris Michelle Blair. Uh, welcome to our show. Parrish, are you there, my love? I am. Hey, honey, how are you this evening? I'm sounding sexy. I'm conserving my voice for later. <laughs> do you have a hot date? <laughs> do you have a hot date? Is that no, what you're going to do with your voice? I, I do. Mm. I'm hoping that I have a sexy um online hot date actually Ooh. if you really want to know <laughs> I do want to know and I want you to record it and send it to me <laughs> absolutely well I don't know about that one but all we'll right all right all right so listen you know I was thinking recently that it has been mm-hmm. some time since I have reintroduced myself to our audience from the time it's been almost a year can you believe it since we have wow. uh, launched the show, it's going by and so I think fast. it's gone by so fast, and it's been a wonderful, sexy year. So I just wanted to give our newest listeners a little bit about me. Um, as you know, I'm Taylor Sparks. I'm an erotic educator and sex goddess. I am the uh, founder of Organic Lovin', and my company um, specializes in improving adults. Um, sexual health, sexual wellness, and their sex lives um, through our organic intimate body products, our body safe sex toys, um, our sex positive books, and the erotic educational seminars that I uh, conduct and present worldwide. I'm certified both in holistic aromatherapy and human behavior. So um, I have a lot of background in talking and organic chemistry. <laughs> so before I launched my organic loving company for several years, we had a organic skincare line for elite athletes. So we sponsored marathons, triathlons, triathletes, five Olympic uh, athletes, both summer and winter. And I developed an entire line of skincare of uh, for elite athletes, head to toe care. So we had a total of 16 products that were in the market. We were in Muscle and Fitness Hers, um, other magazines. We were in the uh, SB Award, uh, the ESPN SB Award gift bags and the gifting suite. So I've been working with organic skincare and products for some time. And on the human behavior side, I've been a corporate trainer for about 15 years. So I've been around for a minute and married 23 years. Um, open married, poly swinging, kinky. <laughs> So a little bit of that, married 23 years, um, uh, have three polyamorous boyfriends, um, loves of my lives, and uh, they're wonderful. So um, two adult children and currently living in Florida. So that's kind of me um, in, a, in a nutshell, pretty, you know, living in my sixth state. Um, but that's kind of what I do and how I do it. Oh, oh, wait, I'm also a um, late blooming endurance athlete. So I've done, I did my first marathon at the age of 40. Yes, I'm over 40, damn it. And let's see, what more is it? I've done two full marathons, eight half marathons, two, uh, a sprint and a half Ironman. Ta-da! And that is me. <laughs> Parrish, are you so still there? Did you go to sleep? <laughs> No, I'm just taking it all in. So you're just kind of like living, you know, a quiet, simple life is what you're trying to say. <laughs> yes, I've retired down here in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my life is anything but quiet or simple. And, you know, I love so to travel. So all those transitions, I've heard you talk about um, going from um, an open relationship to swinging to poly to exploring kinky and in your professional career and all of that, I know there's had to be some kind of sexual communication between you and Dwayne. Yes. Oh, God, there was lots of communication. There's been so much communication. I'm not tired of talking, to tell you the truth. But, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's um, it's a requirement. I believe one thing that people... Um, misunderstand um, and maybe misunderstand just because they don't have anyone to talk to so they're just kind of 
making the story up in their head is how much communication is required to have a ethical non-monogamous relationship, whether it's poly, kinky, swinging, you know, what, whatever you decide to open, whatever you decide to do, much more conversation is required than in a monogamous relationship because there are not only your own feelings and emotions, but sometimes the feelings on, uh, and emotions of others that have to be taken into consideration. And that requires a lot of uh, understanding on both people's part and a lot of standing in your truth, which can be difficult when you actually say exactly what you want or don't want? Well, that's kind of what I was trying to do. Segue into the topic that I found for the top Mm -hmm. of our show, talking Mm -hmm. about sexual communication. Um, I've been peeping, you know, this rhythm of conversation I see out in um, the memes by some of the top bloggers that are really doing awesome. I just applaud these women and men, but focusing on some of the women. I love the comedians that are turning their social media career into so many different things. So I'm not throwing any shade on the bloggers. In fact, I won't even mention them. But some Mm -hmm. of the topics that I hear, um, how the the comedians and just people in general bring up Mm -hmm. these topics with the the men in their life or or the women in their life, I wanted to just kind of chat you up and see what you thought about it. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And, you know... One of the things that I see with women, and this is not because, you know, you know, I'm the, the, the I'm the person on on our team that likes the booty action, booty hole action. You're the one that says stay away, stay so away from my not, booty hole. I think <laughs> I don't think eating booty is bad at all. If if people like it, I love it. I've explored that experience, and I you know giving and receiving. But mm-hmm. I think that the way that it's talked about. And maybe women just act all tough and big and bad on social media, and then they soften up when they're with their lovers, but mm-hmm. they're so fucking hard about it. I'm like, you know, you go eat my ass or what? I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a better <laughs> way to communicate it. You know, you're going to intimidate. I mean, in real life, you're going to intimidate the guy where he might not be ready. Just like if a guy you're going to suck my dick or what? I mean, I thought, I don't know. What do you think? Am I being I- too sensitive? Do the guys even care? I don't know. I think if they are, okay, so you got two things going on here. I think sometimes in our women in our lives, we feel as though we have to be like hard to get our point across when we can get our point across without being hard, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you have to be hard to get your point across, maybe that's not the person you need to be, in my opinion, you need to be fucking with. If I have to be hard... These women are just talking out in the air. They're not like... I mean, they they might be in a skit talking to a guy. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how they really talk to their man. But in the dialogue, they're saying, if a guy... And again, men are going to be watching this, obviously. When women are saying, if a guy is not going to be eating my ass and this and that, I'm not going to... And it's like, well, we didn't like it back in the day when it wasn't as popular and spoken about when a guy was like, man, she's not going to suck my dick. I'm not taking her out to dinner. (laughs) You know, it's the exact same thing. (laughs) It it is the exact so, same thing, or is I, it the same thing? I mean, I'm I'm wondering what the listeners are thinking, but I'm always like I'm always trying to be mushy for the guys because I I want to be an advocate for the men because I'm learning about so much more about men. This mm-hmm. these last three years, I've known my entire life. I thought I knew what what I knew about men and that it was accurate, but I learned mm-hmm. it mostly from women. So now that I understand men more, I want to bring that back to the women and what I hear very consistently, whether it's a corporate guy, a guy that's just getting out of college and building his confidence, or a guy that has been in the streets for years, and now he's a granddad and he's, you know, more professional. They want to, they, if, if they, a woman identifies as being feminine and they present themselves to be, you know, courted or, you know, dated or whatever, they want them to be feminine. And the women want what feminine women ask and demand, you know, most of the time is, hey, support me, protect me, you be Mm -hmm. masculine. But these are some of the things I think that maybe the men aren't able to articulate because they don't speak like we do. But when they're saying women act like they they don't really want a man, and it's like, and the women are like, no, I'm not. It's like all of this stuff, like even including sexual communication. Or maybe I'm just thinking too deep about it. I'm open to like... Well, this is what I... I, You have to say. 
Yeah, one of the things that I have discovered in my many years on the earth is that women have evolved a lot um, from the feminist movement to the, you know, even with all of this people, not with all of this, even with the movement of women standing up for themselves in the rape culture with the Me Too, women have evolved a lot. I have not found that evolution with men. I find that men are... Meaning to the extent that women have, I find that men really are simple creatures at hand. I think they, you know, they want what they want. Um, you know, they have evolved that now they could, you know, be there during the birth of a child. They don't mind changing diapers or doing the dishes. You know, they can stay home and take care of the kids. But at the end of the day, um, they want to be fed. They want to be fucked. They want to be supported mentally. Um by their women, and they still want their women to be women at the end of the day. Now, that's going to vary depending on the man, right? So it's not that it's wrong that the women are hard, because for the men who like the women to be hard, they're perfect for if that makes sense. Well, no, 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 I'm I'm not talking. The couples that get along, and they might be the opposite of what we're talking about. Obviously, we're Mm -hmm. not talking about you. We're talking about the men that I talk to every day that talk about the nuances and the women that I'm actually hearing in social media consistently communicating their thoughts about their their own sexuality, whether they're joking or not. They're talking about what they like. And maybe somebody Mm -hmm. can be looking at my stuff and saying, well, I don't like the way you talk about your stuff. (laughs) Of course. I want to be be subject. I mean, I want to be objective. And I, I can't. You know, and you know I'm not because I'm like I said I'm kind of being an advocate for the men that I that I also mm-hmm. help and the women that are interested in what men have to say and not what they think men think. So anyway, I just I wish it could sound a little bit more inviting. It's not even like talk softer or sweet or anything. It's like it doesn't invite the man to say, you know, if he doesn't want to do it. Now he's a, what, is he a punk? <laughs> you know, so he doesn't want to be that. I, so now you don't I even honest, know. I, I think it's just some, I just really think it's just some of the men. And I think some of those women are, I think more than not, a lot of the women are really just joking. I, I, either that's, that's what, what I'd, I'd like to if, if they really do that indoors. I don't think so. But, you know, okay. if you got him, I mean, I had a guy that, you know, who did like me to, who liked humiliation, you know, he did uh-huh. understand that, that he was a submissive, uh, a submissive switch, but in his role as a submissive, he did like humiliation. So I could say things like, you eat my, you eat my ass, you punk ass bitch, you know, and he's like, yes. So that's not now, nice. That's what, that's what, it's not about nice, it's what he requested. I'm joking, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about how kinky people talk to each other. I'm talking well, about this is, general conversation. I know, but this is what I'm saying is that there are people who like that, who don't even identify mm-hmm. themselves as being in a kinky relationship or in a BDSM situation. Even one of my, that's one of true. my boyfriends who always says, I'm not dominant. I'm like, yes, you are very dominant. Turn over, don't move, stick your ass up. I mean, that's a very <laughs> dominant conversation. I'm like, no, no, I'm not dominant. I'm like, yeah. And then they want to bite you from shoulder okay, well, to ankles. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> you know they what I mean? How, he how does do not think. Say? Yeah, he doesn't think he's dominant, but I'm like, biting is a very dominant BDSM thing. No. This is the thing, though. The women, when they get the same languaging back to them, guys are pigs, tools, and all these things. So it's like, well, so it's different for us. Okay, why? You know, and I think that that can be some, I don't know, I just think that that doesn't sound balanced to me. Because if a man talks like that, they're disrespectful. Depends on the woman and if she likes humiliation or not. I mean, only only they can decide what's disrespectful or not. And for the men I that are speaking to... like a kinky, poly person. You're not thinking like a regular person. I got it. Well, gotta, I gotta maybe not. <laughs> I have to talk to a regular person. <laughs> well, first of all, I, I am thinking like a regular person. What I'm saying to you is that there are people who do not identify as kinky who mm-hmm. actually don't mind, they know nothing about kink, they don't know about BDSM, they don't mind that kind of, they like a woman that talks like that to them. They don't even consider it kinky at all. To them, it's very normal. 
So what I think is probably good, we should try to, I know it's hard to find that on our schedule, but you know yeah. the books that you have on the site, organicleaven.com has all of mm-hmm. the, the books that cover how to approach these topics, and they have it for the kinky category, so they're not going to tell a kinky person not to be kinky and how you talk to your lover. Yeah, you know, one of the... be inviting. One of the things I recommend is um, when I have someone that's like, I don't know if this makes sense or I'm not sure who they are, or what they're doing. There's a great book on this site called When Someone You Love is Kinky. <laughs> and it really okay. helps people understand what this person is, even if the person may not understand, you know, and they get to understand, oh, so biting you in, a, in the nape of your neck during an orgasm is good. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 do that, do that, do that. So it's it's very, very um, helpful to be able to guide people to an area to understand who it is they're in front of or who's in front of them, you know? Oh, 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 we, okay, this is, what t- this is what brought me here. Okay, so I was looking at a blogger who, many bloggers who have blogged on the topic of how can I tell her her booty's dirty or how can I tell her her vagina doesn't smell good where men don't want to offend the woman, but because she's saying you better, you know, now they're, and I know it's like you use your, mm-hmm. you know, your grown man voice and speak up, totally get it, but I'm just saying if you're not, if the woman is demanding and not asking, that mm-hmm. makes it difficult for the person to talk. But women have done it for years too. They just don't know men do it too. Where women are like, "Oh, I hate sucking dick, but let me do it real quick." <laughs> you know. Well, you know too, what? I'll, I'll have to use your uh-huh. advice, and and okay. instead of saying, "Don't do this," and what you better do, the best advice that I have gotten from you that I've used many times when I want someone to do something is to say, "You know what I'd like." And then I would say, I like it. I really love it when you're really fresh and clean and smell good before I eat your booty. <laughs> and because people no, like to. You just said that's not how maybe a guy likes it harsh. Because that's what I was saying. Make it more inviting. Well, then if, a, he likes you know, it, if he likes it, he likes it stinky too. <laughs> but wait, listen. <laughs> All right. Hold on. Wait, well, hold I wasn't on, just only talking about booty action. I was just talking about communication with sexuality. Yeah, but what I'm gonna, what I'm saying is that if if you're if someone is speaking hard and you want it soft, you have to tell them what you like, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. But let, let's 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 visit this on how to communicate when we come back from the break, okay? And then also, I think you should. Uh, it would be great if you update the people on what's going on with you because it's been such a while. We've got so many new listeners from around the world and they would love to know more about Parish Michelle Blair. So don't go away, sex people. We'll be right back after the break and we are sponsored by OrganicLovin.com and you are listening to The Sisters of Sexuality, Five Shades of Play. Be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Organic Lovin'. For the bodies you love to love. How do people describe you? Are you curious? Playful? Maybe sensual? Adventurous? How about open-minded? The truth is, no matter who you are, Organic Lovin' has something to indulge your fantasies. We offer only organic, natural, and eco-friendly intimate body products, including vegan condoms, organic lubricants, body-safe sex toys, and sex-positive books. You won't find anything harmful in our products or toys. We also have a full range of other experiences, including erotic seminars and exotic adult-only vacations. Receive our adult subscription box for a monthly sexual delight. Be educated. Entertained and informed organic lovin for her for him for you for the bodies you love to love visit organiclovin.com we offer shipping worldwide so stop by the site anytime organic lovin that's l-o-v-e-n.com hello 
Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You were listening to Sisters of Sexuality. To check in with the show and ask your questions, call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to sistersofsexuality at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. Hey, sexy people, Taylor Sparks here along with my amazingly sexy co-host, Parish Michelle Blair, who is also the co-founder of of our collective Sisters of Sexuality. Welcome back, Parish. Hey. Is that your sexy voice? (laughs) Yes, that's my sexy voice. Hey. Hey. Um, Before we went to break, I just want to say I'm always going to be an advocate for the men so that they can feel more comfortable speaking mm-hmm. about how they really feel so women get what they really want, you know. And so it, I'm not saying that people shouldn't be talking to their man that way. Even if I did say that, that's not really what I meant. I just meant mm-hmm. that nuance that you were able to help me articulate is, you know, being more open in your conversation, like, you know, uh, and definitely through letting someone know what you really like. Like, I really like it when you do this, or my body really responds, you know, orgasmic when, when you know, it, you, it feels this or whatever. Then you're letting the person know why you like that, you know. I don't know. Anyway, no, I think it, it's, worked, it's worked so It wasn't really a booty hole eating conversation, actually. <laughs> yes, it was. Because that's all you want to talk about is eating <laughs> booty. But it really has um, worked for me in many, many situations where I have found that I was feeling rubbed the wrong way or feeling a little agitated. And the person had no clue or I wanted them to do or I was afraid that they would do something wrong or something that I did not like when we were going to be in a certain situation. But instead of voicing what I was afraid of, thanks to your great counseling (laughs) and suggestion by saying, God, I don't want you to do this. I don't want that to happen. I would just voice what I liked and see. And that is just such a much positive spin on it. And it's for the men out there, you know, who really are having challenges speaking with the women, bringing it from that direction, talking about what you like about what they do to you, for you, or what you would like them to do for you, to you. It just comes off so much more inviting and so much more softer, no matter how hard the woman is. Because we, if they're dating you, and getting to know you, we want to know what you like. So tell us, you know, as opposed to mm-hmm. don't, don't, don't bite my dick. Don't do that. Don't do that. You would say, I really like it when you just use, mo- use your tongue more often than anything else. See, that's, you know, yeah, that just. Sometimes women get intimidated and when they feel a man feels like she doesn't like sucking it, maybe you let you winced and you didn't tell her what she did wrong. And now she's afraid. You know, so she'd rather mm-hmm. not do it. There's, you know, so that's where that sexual communication, I know, is so powerful. There's three questions um, yes. in the Q&A conversation. You take the first two. I'm going to take the last. Uh, uh, I'm going to take the first two. Uh-huh. All right. All right. So the most common questions about how to talk about, how to talk to a lover about sex, that one? Uh, yep. 
or how to let them know I'm not satisfied. <laughs> well, I think we kind of well, talked about how to let them know I'm not satisfied is the first question. I see. How to let them know I'm not satisfied. I, I think just what we said, going, going over what you like and then explaining why you like that. So, you know, if a man doesn't, you know, get you to completion or to an orgasm, if, if, if that is your goal or they didn't stay on your breast long enough or they didn't nibble on your ears to the way you liked, by telling them what you like and more of what you would like to have is the easiest way to break it to them instead of saying, don't do this, don't do that. And, you know, last time we had sex, I really didn't like it when you did this. Tell them what you like. You know what? It's a positive form. Yes. I, I wanted to say that the, the couple that, I, I, um, that made the biggest impact with me at the beginning of working mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. tour with couples was the couple where the woman thought, my vagina's too, too old, it won't get wet, I'm taking medication for de- depression, I'm taking back pain medication, mm-hmm. it just doesn't work anymore. And then Mm -hmm. they were able to really communicate their fears and their thoughts. And in like 45 minutes, she had the juiciest, wettest pussy ever. And it had been months since she was even able to like wear, she had to wear a pet. You remember? So anyway, Mm -hmm. I was thinking when the, when you were saying that about the couples talking to each other and Mm -hmm. the, the, a lot of what I find in the sessions, it's like both people want the same thing, but if they're not talking about not just what they want, but their vulnerabilities too. And I think it's always harder for the men, you know, to, to be vulnerable. Yes. Like, well, I don't want to hurt you. You want, you want me to choke you, but I don't want to, you know, because I don't want to seem like that, you know, because they know you really want it. And so there's this conflicting vibration that the couple can feel like, huh? It was good, but it wasn't as good as before because they weren't a vibrational a match. They weren't in alignment. Right. And a lot of that is that intimate talk, not, not you know, similar to what happened during my workshop in New mm-hmm. Orleans where it was like a, the, the scene of a BJ is like a time to talk about, you know, your, some of the things that are weighing you down, some of the things that are, are making you anxious. So it makes it easier to talk about a sexual you know, desire or question or worry when you're being intimate with each other. And intimate doesn't mean, I'm not saying while you're having sex, but, you know, when you're in that intimate space. So I think that when you're wanting to ask someone or let someone know you're not, you're not getting everything that you want, I think Mm -hmm. it's better to to word it. And I like it when you do this, or I want to tell you why I liked it, you know, and I like it, but telling you why. But And for those who actually feel very nervous about expressing themselves, I would say, I would suggest not to do it in, 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 during an intimate time. I would suggest doing it over coffee. <laughs> at, well, at, some people at, say at, they feel good because it's dark in the room and they're close and well, they feel comforted. And... Right. But if they're really nervous, I, I always... I would suggest just... If they're, if they're really nervous, I would suggest they do it you know, over a glass of wine, listening to some jazz and just, you know, in a comfortable setting and not in the intimate setting. It's called, it depends on the relationship, right? If they have a really good relationship yeah. overall and it's just a few, we're talking a few tweaks, I think you can do that in an intimate setting. If you're getting to know each other, I think it's better not to do it in an intimate setting. That's just That's yeah. just my opinion. I think it's less stressful to talk about it when you're in, when you're close to being about to be intimate, maybe at either after sex or. Oh, I would never say before we get started. Let me tell you about the. Well, no, not exactly. And I know what you meant. In an intimate setting, <laughs> once you were comfortable and relaxed, and before sex, and I know what you meant in intimate setting. So just to clear that up, people, she's not saying yeah. right before you, not right before you stick the dick and go. You know, before you do that, you know what I really like for you right. to do. Not that. I'm not saying that. even after sex, like pillow talk, or when you're yes. making your sandwich after you fucked each other and you're in the kitchen talking. I mean, you know, yes. intimacy does not have to be sex or nudity or any of that. This is true. So try it both ways, guys, and see which one works best for you because it's going to be different for everybody. Um, now, the next question the was, how I do I... That. Say it again? No, I said, now you know I gave you the second one. <laughs> yes. What, how, how, do I ask, how do I ask for a threesome? 
You know, we get that question a lot. I cannot tell you all how many times we get DMs about, so how do I ask my girl for a threesome? And more, We have more men asking for it, but in some of the private groups, I have a lot of women um, in some of the poly swinging private groups that we're in on Facebook, a lot of women expressing that they want to have a threesome with two men, but their man does not want to have it. And I have... One of the things I suggest, it does go back to the communication or talking about what you would like and what you yourself would like to have in the relationship. And then if you get pushback, now's the time to ask, what is it that, why do they feel that way? You know, do they think you might go somewhere? I mean, you, and sometimes you might have to make the suggestions that if they don't, if they just say, I don't know, I just don't want it. You might say, are you afraid I'm going to fall in love with different dick or I might leave or, you know, you don't know what it's going to look like or how you're going to feel. What if they just want to keep it special between the two of them and, and keep it monogamous and the other person is more curious about it? Well, it's always going to be special between two people. Bringing in a third person doesn't make your your relationship with that person any less special. That that doesn't happen. But you are going to have to, not going to have to, it is going to be a subject that the relationship, the people in the relationship will need to come to terms with. Because I'm we are only responsible. person is- um, a monogamous-minded person, though, has been programmed to think it's it's cherished because it's mine and I only see it and other people don't get to see this space. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a thought process that you've been trained since you're a little kid if you're just getting exposed to the idea. It is. And I would suggest to the person who wishes to to open up their relationship is find some good verbiage to do that. Of course, I'm going to refer back to some great books on uh, opening up the relationship that we have um, that I have suggested. And it is a matter of sitting down and saying to the person, this is something I want to experience. And if they do not want to experience it with you, then the next step is, can I experience it? You know, not even asking permission, so, so to speak, but you are, is that, I would like to experience it with with two other people, if not you, because you're not trying to make your partner do something they don't want to do, but it is something Ooh, you want that would to make share my with. Heartbeat! You. Oh my goodness! Yeah, <laughs> it would. It, yeah, it would. It's like, I, like I, I would okay, be very. That's okay. You don't have to. I'll call you when I get back. It's like <laughs> I'll call you when I get back, but you set you set the boundaries because you have to. People, it's important that we realize. We are responsible for our own individual happiness and our own bullshit that we bring to the table. And we're not attached at the hip. And if your mind is open and to trying new things and you definitely want to experience those new things with your partner, you're going to have to find out what their fears are or it's important to find out what their fears are so that you can address them together. Are they insecurities? Are they fears? Are they religious thought processes that we're not supposed to do that? And it's not, I would never suggest that anyone does something behind their partner's back. But you should offer all of the options that you can. Let's do it together. Let's do it separate. Let's do it with friends. I remember I dated someone and we ended up having like a, meaningful connection for a very short period of time and we were getting dressed together and I put on this very sexy polka dot sundress and I remember when I opened up the closet door and I stepped out and he's like oh wow you're you look really fancy I thought we were just going for brunch I'm like we are and then I was like I like it and so he said I look fancy so I'm like I want it to look fancy so it's okay and I came back out and I put my shoes on and he's like oh you're still wearing that dress and I was like yeah I want to look fancy he goes well, you know everybody's going to be staring at your tits. And I was like, what do you mean everybody's going to stare at my tits? He goes, well, you've got them out. And I was like, yeah, because I wanted you to be looking at them. I can't help what other people are looking at them, but I, I'm wanting you to, if you're looking at other people while they're looking at my boobs, you're doing it the wrong way. You're supposed to be looking at my boobs. Right. Because <laughs> I'm going to be looking at you doing it. And so then he goes, well, I don't really, I'm not comfortable with you wearing that dress. And I just feel like, you know, if it's not that important and I'm making a big deal or something that's not important, why can't you change it? I was like, you know what, honey, you're right. And I was like, okay, you're right. I, don't, I want to have a happy day. And I was like, I feel weird because I, I pictured myself in it. I just don't wear it when we go out. And he goes, 
well, wait, wait a minute. You mean you're still going to wear it? And I'm like, yeah, I just won't wear it with you since you don't like the, watching other people. And that made him so mad. And so immediately when you're saying, you know, you just tell somebody, oh, I know you don't want to do it, but uh, I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> you know, well, I wouldn't like say, but, but I know what you mean. And, and it, but that yeah. is, that's such a perfect example because I also had that example with my husband. When we first started dating. We were going to a business conference and my dress was uh, low cut. And I knew it was low cut. Mm -hmm. So what I did, and I don't, didn't have and still don't have a lot of boob, but the dress was a little low in the front, a V-neck. So what I did was I put on a triple strand of pearls to fill it in, to one, to make Mm -hmm. it seem conservative and two, to fill in the space. And he still said, hey, I think the dress is not really professional. And I said, hey, you'll be okay. And so will everyone else. But I'm I'm not changing my, my dress. Because I know how to carry myself as a professional person and people looking at my chest, you know, it, it, it didn't bother me. It kind of bothered him, but I was not going to change and I didn't and I didn't change. And he just was like, oh, OK, so when it came time to open up our relationship, because that was my thought process, it was my idea. I actually did go to Google, find some information on open relationships, the benefits of of open marriages, and sent it to him and said, I think you should read this and let's discuss it together. So reference materials when you don't have the verbiage yourself, and this is why we, I have so many books about so many different types of relationships on our site, is so that people can come to the table with information, not just what they think people have made up or what they saw in porn when this guy said, hey, babe, I brought some chick home and everybody was fine with it. It's not. It does take communication. You do have to understand people do have fears and thought processes about what, uh, how they were brought up and what they think is right or wrong. And, and then you have to decide what's best for your relationship. At the bottom line, it's between you and that, per- and that part and that person. How important is it to you? And then you have to express how important it is to you. Like for me, it was very important um, that I was going to wear the dress, you know, and I, you know, it wasn't a fight. I was like, this, this is, this is what I'm wearing. So your thoughts. My whole thing is I, I, I like being in the happy space. So for me being in, I mean, that wasn't intimidating for me to say that it was just surprising how mad he was. I was like, but I thought that was the whole thing. You know, I wear this dress. I wore it before I met you. So I'm going to throw away a whole dress. <laughs> you know, no way. I don't, I'm totally, I can't do that. And I didn't know what would make him that upset. But now that was in my beginning stages of manifesting everything in my life. Now I only vibrate with people in the alignment that want what I want. So I would, it feels intimidating to like be thinking about you're in a full relationship and then somebody comes to you and either, de, you know, demands that, you not demands, but basically says, I'm going to do it with or without you, or to be that person in that space where you wake up in a relationship and you're like, I've got to tell this person I want to do my sex completely different and they're a part of my sex and we're committed and we got vows and Bible stuff, you know, all mixed up. And that's it. what I did, I though. myself in that state of mind. Yeah, that's and- it's over what to me that's overwhelming. <laughs> it was scary but I'm on my free space as a single person. Yeah, it was it was scary to tell him that and it was fortunate that I knew some people that were already in that space so we had people we could go to and then I went looking mm-hmm. for books, you know, to find more people who who thought like I thought. You know, any idea that you have in your mind a lot of times somebody else has thought about it. And, you know, my mom always said to me, anything you want to know, you pretty much can find in a book, (laughs) you know. But before we get further, um, I want to make sure that we, um, I want you to talk about, when we come back from the break, I want you to talk about how you squirt. (laughs) Because you you are the... Wait a minute, I don't think the... Yeah, that's your that that's, that's your subject. The you're said. the you're the queen of you. That is your topic about squirting. How did I get how did I get dubbed as the queen? I I did dubbed as a queen because I've seen it happen just with you breathing. But 
You guys, right, I have back. seen the squirt queen just the squirting. Listen, don't go away. You guys are listening to Sisters of Sexuality, Five Shades of Play with your host, Taylor Sparks, and my amazing co-host, Paris Michelle Blair. And we are sponsored by OrganicLovin.com. And we'll be right back. Talk about Parish's squirting right after the break. Don't go away. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Organic loving for the bodies you love to love. How do people describe you? Are you curious? Playful, maybe sensual, adventurous. How about open-minded? The truth is, no matter who you are, Organic Lovin' has something to indulge your fantasies. We offer only organic, natural, and eco-friendly intimate body products, including vegan condoms, organic lubricants, body-safe sex toys, and sex-positive books. You won't find anything harmful in our products or toys. We also have a full range of other experiences, including erotic seminars and exotic adult-only vacations. Receive our adult subscription box for a monthly sexual delight. Be educated, entertained, and informed. Organic Lovin'. For her, for him, for you. For the bodies you love to love. Visit OrganicLovin.com. We offer shipping worldwide, so stop by the site anytime. Organic Lovin'. That's L-O-V-E-N dot com. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You were listening to Sisters of Sexuality. To check in with the show and ask your questions, call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to sistersofsexuality at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. Hey, sexy people, Taylor Sparks here with my amazing co-host, Paris Michelle Blair. So apparently I read the question wrong. (laughs) It wasn't about how Parrish actually squirts. It was somebody was calling, uh, excuse me, has written into us asking us how do they squirt. So the question was, how do I squirt? But they were referring to them and Parrish, I'm sorry, honey. Do you forgive me? (laughs) Parrish. Okay, now Parrish is not speaking to me. Can you hear me? I'm here. Oh, I can hear you now. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I wasn't trying to call you out for being the queen of squirting. So the question was, the person who wrote in wanted to know how do do they squirt? It wasn't about how you squirt it. So take it away, Parrish. And so my expertise is not teaching people how to do that. You know, my expertise is more in helping people you know, heal their own stuff that they're creating and, and manifest what you want. So what I, I tell people when they're asking me that, asking me that, men ask me quite often, do I te- have sessions where I teach women to do that? Um, and women, 
want to know, you know, how can they push past little things that women know about pussies when you talk about it and you're wondering, what do I do if I can't fill this and that? And so I like those kind of conversations because it's like, oh, yeah, that's what I wish I had when I was a Jehovah's Witness. Like, I wanted someone, mm-hmm. like, can I see your clip to see how do you make your thing? Too? Like, but you can't do that. <laughs> so right. now I love that I'm seeing that. You know, there are, I wish I would have known back then that there were sessions where you could talk about your sexuality like that. So I first of all recommend if you want to learn how to squirt, first look at the anatomy of your body. Look at your pussy. (laughs) Stand over a mirror, squat. Look at how your pussy is, you know, designed and then get get a book, look online and really look at the mechanism of what's happening and then understand it's not purely physical and it's not about the guy's not doing it right and tell his finger to go here and there. It's about connecting your mind, body, and your emotions with what's happening with you. So if you're stressed and you're pissed and you're not, you don't have good communication and he's, he's, he's into you squirting, that's how it makes him feel like he did a great job and you're not squirting enough. It might be because you mentally are not into it and your body's resisting because you're not connected. It might be that you're dehydrated. There's so many different things to think about. And that's why I want you to go to the Facebook page for the Sisters of Sexualities um, uh, tour uh, page. Isn't it Sisters of Sexualities? Tour uh-huh. page? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. Go there and check out our very first season of Ask Sisters of Sexuality. Marla Stewart did such a beautiful job and had such a great um, like prop that she used. Like it was a satin pussy pillow that she helped men understand how to work the mechanism. You know, everybody knows about the two fingers, mostly everyone knows, and feeling mm-hmm. upwards and all of that, but there's so much more to talk about, and I think it's more thoroughly done. Um, if you take a look at that video, uh, Marla Stewart is the one that is facilitating that conversation during our first season of Ask Sisters of Sexuality. Check it out on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. It is great, and it's a lot of things, um, a lot of great other uh, series on there as well. Um, such an excellent job the sisters have done. We all did on, ex- you know, in our areas of expertise and and answering questions um, that our uh, people who follow us wanted to know. So it was good. It was a good series. We need to bring that series back. You know. And I was actually at her model. Yes, what? at um, in the How to Make a Squirt class we did at the Grown and Sexy Crew at Hedonism. Marla taught yeah. it, and Parrish was the pussy model that she made squirt and actually (laughs) when that happened everybody applauded it was so cool people were like well damn go ahead and do that thing it was she did a great job you did a great job yeah yeah it it was was unexpected I didn't quite I wasn't I didn't know I signed up for that whole (laughs) experience but it was it was very powerful but it was the same thing for me as a sex goddess who educates and masturbates in front of the whole world and everything, I had to be in my body. I had to yep. relax. I had to communicate with Marla and she had to listen to me and focus on my body. It wasn't a, you know, um, you know, we weren't trying to entertain the audience. She had to connect with me in order to have an authentic mm-hmm. experience. Exactly. And, don't, and that's like, don't worry about if it looks like what it looks like in porn. Because if you follow Jet Setting Jasmine and King Noir and their conversation around porn and what porn versus real sex, there, there are props that people use. They fill their saline, uh, their vaginas with saline, what is it, saline solution before a scene. And so you're putting your girl under pressure like, squirt some more, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But yeah. it's a scene that you're trying to pattern after that's not really real. So think about it's that. It's not real. It's, mm-hmm. it's not real at all. So, you know, we have some, uh, this weekend is coming. I'm going to see you. We'll be in the same space. Yay, NYC. Yes, we got, guys, we will be in New York on Friday. We are having our first meet and, sister sexualized meet and greet in New York on Friday at Supernova at the Novotel Hotel in Manhattan um, from five to nine. We would love to have you guys come out and say, hey, and have a drink. Um, it's a free event. You can sign up on Eventbrite. Um, the links are on our Sisters of Sexuality pages, Facebook, as well as, um, I think, 
but everywhere you can find it, or you can just Google it on, on, on do a search on Eventbrite. And then we're going to be at the Sex Expo Saturday, 11 to 6, and Sunday, 11 to 6. That is also a free event. They have free tickets online at uh, the, the sexexpo.com, and there are... Got a lot of educators there, and it's going to be hella fun. Lots of gifts and prizes. I'm actually giving away an organic loving tease me box. I don't know if I told you that, Parish. No. Yep. What's in the tease me box this month? Um, it will be a sex toy. Um, it will be some lubricants, some samples. <clears throat> it's some wipes. It's going to be a little something for the guys, something for the girls. It's going to be a great box that um, value about uh, over $80. And then I'm also doing the spanking for lovers, your ass or mine. So I'm going to be looking for, um, not victims. I'm going to be looking for a volunteer (laughs) and they're going to have to want their be okay with having their whole behind out to the audience. So if you're a girl, I mean, your whole ass, your whole ass. ass. So if you're a girl, your best where, you know, it's good to have a G string. So I'm going to need an exposed behind. So I will be looking for a volunteer, and that's going to be on Saturday at 2.30. So swing by the table and go, me, 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 spank my booty. But it's really erotic and fun. So. Nice. Parish. I always like that seminar. Would you do me a favor, my love? We have have like four minutes to close. Would you tell our audience, because we didn't get a chance, or we have three minutes to close. (laughs) Just, no, Uh we have four minutes to close. Just tell them a little bit about you and your background before we leave. My background, I'm a sex goddess. I identify myself as a sex goddess because I use orgasmic energy as my dynamic creative source for magnetizing everything that I want in my life. If you've heard of the practice of the law of attraction, Mm -hmm. I use sexual energy to create things in my life. Um, I'm also um, uh, working as a master manifester, and I work and assist others in living the lifestyle that I've been living, um, learning how to align your lifestyle with creating these magical moments in your life, make them happen a lot sooner, more consistent, and more precisely like what you want them to be. So that's what I've been doing uh, alongside Organic Leaven during my Parish Prairie Love Affair tour. I present two seminars along the way, look at what my pussy can do, where I go into my journey and demonstrate in front of audiences exactly how I manifest with my masturbation um, methods of orgasmic gratitude meditation. And then I also uh, recently launched um, How to Give a BJ with a Heart Full of Gratitude, where I have the intimate discussion with couples and singles about not about how to give a BJ, how to give a good BJ, but how to feel good about giving BJs. And so in that conversation, we're releasing judgment and resistance that women have about their own sexuality, period, let alone what they've been programmed to think about a woman who gives oral sex. And it also helps men be more in alignment with a yes. man who deserves yes. the kind of expecting they want. So Yes, that's true. And then where can, And then in the last minute, where can they find you? Find me at Parish Blair TV and Sexy Spirit TV on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Sweet, sweet. And you can find Sisters of Sexuality on, God, all social media, Sisters of Sex on Twitter, Sisters of Sexuality.com, of course, on our website. And, of course, you can also email us with any of your questions and we'll answer them on the air at sistersofsexuality at gmail.com. I am Taylor Sparks, erotic educator and sex goddess for Organic Lovin'. And you can find Organic Lovin' and all about our amazing products and seminars and sex-positive books on all social media at Organic Lovin'. That's L-O-V-E-N. We have enjoyed speaking with you guys this wonderful warm night here in Florida and warm night in Texas and we hope wherever you are that you'll continue to listen to us every here on the Voice America platform on the Health and Wellness channel every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. So have an amazing rest of your week for those of you who are in New York. We will see you this weekend. Bye Parrish. See you Friday. Bye. Love and light. (laughs) Bye guys. 
thank you for tuning in to Sisters of Sexuality. Please join Taylor Sparks and Parish Michelle Blair again next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel or on demand 24-7. And don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at sistersofsexuality.com for all the latest information on our appearances and events.